Hey, everybody. This is Biker Mike from the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. Uh, I just want to take this moment and share with you a very, very good episode of Devin's podcast, uh, Amateur Christian Podcast. He did one on bike blessings, and I really do feel like it is... Uh, something worth listening to or giving your attention to. So if you like Blue Collar Philosophers, but you also want something you can recommend to your friends uh, that are maybe not quite ready or uh, tolerant of our language and how we conduct ourselves, Devin's Amateur Christian Podcast is very good. Um, and on this one, he talks about bike blessings, something I thoroughly enjoy. So yeah, give it a listen, go support him, follow him, download it as much as you can. Um, yes, it is good. Give it a listen. Uh, without further ado, enjoy. It's springtime. Winter is slowly dying. Flowers will be creeping out of their holes. Brown lawns will soon become green and everything will be happy again. Finally. And on that day, people will start getting together in parking lots of Harley dealerships and churches and parks and clubhouses and doing bike blessings. It's one of my favorite times of year. So much hope after winter. God, I hate winter <laughs> so very much. You may think I'm overreacting, but you obviously don't live in the North. Anyway, tonight we are talking about bike blessings. What are they and what is the significance? Why do people do this sort of thing? Welcome to the Amateur Christian Podcast. Hit my music, Grinch. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, he's not speaking about a bunch of people in robes. He's not speaking about the Jewish people as they were in the Old Testament, the, the priestly nation to the world. He's talking about you and I baptized believers. We are priests. I struggled so much to start this, to start this episode because I kept getting bogged down in church politics. <laughs> it's, it's something to just say, hey, you there, lay person, you know, dipshit <clears throat> Mike, Devin, you're a priest. You know, there's there's so many traditions that actually have uh, priests that are ordained for sp 
certain specific things that that kind of language can get really heated. Like, you're not a priest, you're just a dude. Or I'm not a priest, I'm just a dude. I don't have that authority, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. No, you are. And you do have some authority. You do have uh, a shared anointing with Christ. He's made you a part of his royal priesthood in the order of Melchizedek, <laughs> as, it, as it says in Hebrews. Uh, <clears throat> you're called to do priestly things. What are priestly things? That's probably a good question because, I mean, most Christians I know don't use the word. We have pastors or missionaries or et cetera, et cetera. And yes, all those people are doing priestly type things. You as a dad or a mom are doing priestly things. You are guiding and growing your children into being men and women of God. You're teaching disciples. You're going to pray for the sick. You're praying for your buddies. You're, you're doing charity. You're doing all kinds of things that is your priestly duty. And yeah, you know, church has, or at least some churches, the higher churches, they have priests that give sacraments, that they're ordained to do specific things. And maybe that's not your role in your church. And that's fine. Those are specific things that maybe you need training for. It doesn't mean you're inherently not able to do them. You need the training and the blessing from the people in your group to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us everyday people. We have the power to bind and loose things. We have the power to pray. We have the power to be effective agents of Christ in the world. What does it have to do with bikes? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> That's a great <clears throat> question. That's a great question. <laughs> all right. We're going to shift all the way off of the idea of you're a priest and talk about bikers for a bit. Yeah. 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 My favorite kind of people. So a bike blessing is a gathering that Christian bikers, Christian biker clubs, ministries, biker churches, they put out the call and say to everybody, bring your bikes to us. We're going to pray for you and we're going to bless your motorcycle for the upcoming riding season. And <clears throat> maybe that seems corny to you or unnecessary or just a weird thing. But the fact is this has been a tradition in the motorcycle world for a long time. And so many people come to it. It's huge. It's international. This happens to thousands and thousands and thousands upon, uh, upon, <laughs> this happens to thousands upon thousands of people. And, <clears throat> oops, I lost my place. Of course I did. <laughs> and now my phone turned off. It's all right. We got lots of editing. <laughs> we yeah, got the time. No kidding, hey? All right. Okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about the motorcycle scene. Not everybody with a motorcycle is part of the subculture. No. <laughs> but there is a very strong subculture that is the motorcycle, motorcycle world. There are clubs. There are... 
empires, there are companies, there are associations, associations, there are gatherings, there's, there's rides, there's charity drives, there's clubhouses, there is just groups of people that to get together to build cool choppers with no affiliation, but it's all part of a subculture. And I, you can, you can picture it in your mind. I know you can, I know you can picture in your mind people with really colorful sleeved up tattoos. You're picturing leather vests, uh, you know, long, long hair, beards. You're picturing girls with, with, uh, you know, long braided hair hopping off of, off of, off of bikes. You're picturing burnouts. Like when I say the biker subculture, you know what it is. And it's a real people group. It's a real people group, a society within our society. And one thing is that churches tend not to see that society as a society. As you listen to this podcast, you're going to come to understand I love churches and I do. But sometimes you rightfully earn criticism. And this is one of those times. Bikers do not feel comfortable in church. They are not going to seek you out. They are not going to come to your church. If you invite them, they may laugh in your face. They may be polite. Maybe they'll come, but they're going to feel like their skin is crawling the entire time. Do you know why? Because their BS meter is on 10 all the time. They're great at sniffing out things that are inauthentic. Don't want anything to do with it. Agenda driven. Yeah. So if you're inviting people to church, but expecting them to come like any other person and experience church like any other person in society, you're being mistaken. They're from a different world. They're from the edge. They're from the liminal space between (laughs) chaos and order. And they've got their own rules, their own moral judgments. Some in the case of clubs, they've got their own laws. It is something more than just average Joe. And if you can't recognize that and deal with that authentically, they're not going to come near you. And the fact is because it is a subculture that exists on that, 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 uh, liminal edge in that space between chaos and order means there's lots of stuff that goes on that we would consider sin because sin is something that is part and parcel with being, you know, in the wilderness. And so people know they rub up against that all the time. They understand that that is something that makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it makes them uncomfortable inside, but it's, part and parcel of what is going on with them. So all that being said, the motorcycle culture, the bike culture needs missionary like effort to reach. It needs people with apostle kind of mindset to go and become of the people and do ministry to and for them. Not as Not as, you know, a buttoned up, you know, put together person from the right side of the tracks. They're looking for somebody who represents them to, to do that, to be them, to be Christ, to be Christ for them in a way that they recognize that Christ is mirroring, mirroring them. 
And that's your role as a priest in, in, that, in, that, in that way. So church, embrace the motorcycle world. Embrace Christian motorcycle clubs and ministries. Help them out. Empower them to go do their thing to the best of their abilities so that people can be converted and come into the church in a way that makes sense, in a way that is authentic and real and not a put on. Because no amount of... No amount of seeker sensitiveness, no amount of trying to be hip is going to cut it for this world. Like they'll gladly go to an old stuffy church if it's real and authentic over something that's, oh, come here, come sit with me. Oh, you're new. And it's, or, or just silent dead-eyed judgment. Like they, they need the missionary effort. It's, I, there's just no way around it. <clears throat> but again, what does that have to do with bike blessing? <laughs> it's it's just part of it. I'm just trying to set up the world and the reason. Yeah. Because this because this world of motorcycles is a subculture. It's got its own sets of values. It's got its own items and objects that we would consider sacramental in the church holy things, things that are ordered for their, uh, for, and maybe their religion. I don't know. <laughs> Bikerism. Yeah. Bikeranity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean, right? Like we have crosses, we have stages and altars and, you know, communion plates and offering bins. So you, when you go to a church, you know, the things that are there for the purpose of church. You can tell you walk in and you just know which are the things that are the sacramental items within it. And I don't care if you're a high church or low church, you have them, just get over it. When it comes to the biker world, the motorcycle is the utmost and definitive sacramental item to them. I, I remember my uncle telling me a story where he pulled up to he pulled up to an intersection after a biker got into a horrific wreck. The guy got T-boned going through an intersection. He lived, but he found the guy on a stretcher. <laughs> he actually, he pulled one of those things where he went up to the, he went up to the scene and the cops were like, no, 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 you got to stay back. He's like, no, 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 it's okay. My brother. And he was saying brother as in general biker brother. <laughs> they thought he meant actual family. So like, oh yes, hundred percent. And whisked him into the crime scene or, <laughs> or into the accident scene. And he went to talk to the guy just to, to be like, Hey, one biker to another, like, are you okay? What's up? What, what can I do to help? And the first thing the guy said to him was, is my bike? Okay. <laughs> he's, he's sitting there with like a stretcher could have died, but that is the most important thing. Um, in the motorcycle world, like you'll hear often, like my, my bike is my therapy. It's the thing that I do when I need to clear my head. It's for a motorcycle club. The most important thing is your bike in riding together. It's that that's a thing that you do to bond one another. It's the central item that makes the subculture its subculture. And so as Christians doing missionary work to that world, we need to understand that that item needs to be put in the right order. That item needs to be baptized and brought into the kingdom of Christ, into 
the fold of what God is going to use as a tool of mission for them. Um, I want to bring up uh, Moses in Deuteronomy. It, It talks in Deuteronomy, and you can just look it up. Say Moses blessing objects in the tabernacle. So in the tabernacle, Moses went around with oil, and he started praying for and blessing different objects within the temple that are that are meant to be used in the worship service that the Israelites had. And it said he as he anointed those things they became holy and anything else they touched also became holy. So there was like a imparting of of some kind of sanctified spirit upon them. We think of it now as Christians as the holy spirit. There's so many places in the Old Testament where anointing with oil is something that sets somebody apart for a purpose. It sets somebody apart to be used for the mission of God. And that is true with people and with objects. So when it comes to these bikes, it's really, really neat. We're having an opportunity to go to people and they're willingly coming to you too. They're willingly coming and asking for prayer and asking for blessing. And maybe they're thinking superstitiously, like this will make my bike safer for the year. Maybe they're thinking that. I've heard that <laughs> I've, I've, firsthand. <laughs> but what you're really doing is not a superstitious act of making something lucky. What you're doing is you are using your priestly given power and authority to order something towards Christ, to make this something that is going to go around, go around the world even (laughs) with a blessing and with it carrying the Holy Spirit, right? Like you can't say the Holy Spirit, don't go with that bike. (laughs) Like, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to do what it's going to do. But, but we're calling, we're asking, we're praying for that to happen and for the Holy Spirit to go with these motorcycles and go with the riders and also to change the world, change the vibe wherever they are. This is like spiritual warfare, not in the crazy hit you on the forehead and like, I cast thee out kind of like hysteronics, but in a very real and subtle way, you're pushing out whatever demonic vibe is there and asking the Holy Spirit to fill it. That's what oil is doing. You know what oil does when it hits water? It displaces it. So when when oil hits something of lesser substance than itself, and you can think of this as the Holy Spirit too, when it's because that's what the symbolism is. When the Holy Spirit is hitting something of lesser substance than itself, it is driving that substance out, out and clinging to it. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's a spiritual warfare type of type of thing. Um, I think it was in Isaiah. There was actually a passage where the fall of Babylon was being prophesied, and the prophet told everybody to get up and oil your shields, get up and anoint your shields. Like it's 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 not even just a temple thing; it's also a spiritual warfare thing. Yeah, so this is just it's such a neat thing, and. 
I'm losing the eloquence of what I wrote down because I'm not reading it because I'm just getting really fired up and I'm hoping <laughs> you're catching the fire, not me just reading stuff I wrote. I don't even know where I am in my notes anymore. <laughs> but if you're a biker, go to a blessing. It's, it's really simple. Nobody's going to ask you to do anything weird. But if there's anything in you that has a spiritual urge Follow that impulse. If you're a Christian biker, go to a bike blessing. You still need minister to it as well. <laughs> like, yep. like you and I, Mike, we still need people to minister to us, to pray for us, to anoint us, all those things. We're, we're not good enough on our own. And sometimes our relationship with God starts to suffer. We're part of a, we're part of a greater body of saints. Yep. Um, if you're doing a bike blessing, Make sure you're in a good place before you go to pray for people. <laughs> Make sure you clean house in your own heart before you go try and put other people's in order. Like if you're a club, if you're a ministry, if you're a biker church doing this, get together beforehand, pray for one another, anoint each other, anoint each other's bikes before everybody else shows up. Like engage in that too. Because like, like we said in the, in the tabernacle thing, right? Like Moses went and anointed objects which made them holy and anything they touched be, then became holy just make sure you put yourself in the chain of of sanctification that you're not trying to imbue things with holiness out of your own effort or merit that you're going in with the holy spirit and letting the holy spirit flow through you if that makes any sense does that make sense grinch it does make sense i okay. just i have a, a strong urge to tell the stories <laughs> the, oh, to the tell many the... stories of people that come and say, hey, if it weren't for you guys praying over me, it could have been way okay. worse. Okay. All right. We'll tell you what. We're going to wrap this episode up and then we're going to do a, a sidebar oh, we that we'll time. release later for for this. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to say, guys, like participate in this. This is missionary effort. This is authentic missionary effort. Let me make that clear. <laughs> Go and do this. Engage it. Celebrate it. I don't care if you like a club or don't like a club. Or like if there's any politics or BS that way, get over it. And let this be a moment where everybody in the Christian faith is united in doing a real evangelical effort to go and pray for people because this is something that people actually come to. <laughs> it's something that people actually enjoy. It's doing real spiritual good. And there's um, two kickers on top. One, you get to hang out with like bikers and bikes. <clears throat> yeah, it's I love, fun. I love talking to other people about their bikes. Hey man, what kind of bike do you got? And you get to look and, you know, grab ideas. But you get to support the people that, that you care about when it comes to these ministries, when it comes to these people that are actually putting them on. Support them. Lift up them up. Let them know, hey, you are doing something good here. It's not being overlooked. This is God's work. You are doing something for the greater kingdom. Mm. And it's fun. And it's fun. Like, there's no downside to it. <laughs> there's no downside. There's no downside to it unless you have some kind of theological stick up your butt. Yeah. In, in which case, you, you really got to get that looked yeah. at. Get it anointed. It'll leave on its own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that note, we're going to wrap this sucker up. All right, guys. God bless and tune in for the next episode to hear some of the Grinch and I's stories of bike blessings.